Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast here. As we get set for week four in the NFL, the Eagles and the Commanders, the only one o'clock home game at the link all year. It's uh, it's kind of bizarre, the schedule this year. I mean, we get it, right? The Eagles are, are this good and uh, coming off a of Super Bowl, they're going to be a primetime team, a 425 team. But those one o'clock Sunday games at home, people love them. And I expect a raucous crowd at the link on Sunday. And I expect a win for the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's get into the uh, the five X factors I have for this game. Eagles are eight and a half point favorites over at FanDuel. Uh, they're expected to win one of the biggest point spreads of the weekend. And I think last week you saw the reality of the Commanders in a blowout loss they had at home to the Buffalo Bills. All right, so here are the five things I'm looking for. X factors, keys to the victory for the Eagles on Sunday. Number one is quite simply get Sam Howell to be himself. And what I mean by that is a mistake-prone quarterback. You know, when you look at, we, we, we do this thing where we talk about quarterback sacks and we often place most of the blame on the offensive line or give most of the credit to the offensive line when they don't allow sacks. But I, I think, and I've thought, I've really come to think this more and more in the recent years. And I think back to the great quarterbacks, you know, from the past generation. And I think it's, it's even more true that quarterback sacks are a quarterback stat. Sacks are a quarterback stat more than they are simply an offensive line stat. So 
Sam Howell takes sacks at a ridiculous rate. He took sacks at a ridiculous rate at North Carolina in college. He takes sacks at a ridiculous rate here in the pros. He started four games last year, week week 18, against the Cowboys. Then so far this year, he's played Arizona, he's played Denver, and he's played the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he's on pace to take more sacks than any quarterback in 20 years. And then you you add to that that he's pretty reckless with the football. We'll try to squeeze the ball into tight windows. We'll throw interceptions. He is a mistake-prone quarterback. Nothing destroys a drive more than a sack. If the, the Eagles have had, I'd say, pretty good pressure this year, to, to good pressure. I mean, obviously, Jalen Carter's been outstanding. They're getting excellent play out of the defensive tackles. I like what I've seen out of Josh Sweat, especially the Minnesota game. Reddick has been quiet so far, considering how good he was last year. This feels like the week. On the Midday Show this week, Hugh has uh, already said the Eagles are going to get 10 sacks in this game. It's not It's not outrageous. I mean, they got nine last year in Week 3 against Washington with Wentz playing quarterback. It's not outrageous that they could get 6-10 to 10 this week. I mean, they, they could just... This is what Sam Howell does. The commanders are a great offensive line, and this is what Sam Howell does. Get Sam Howell to be the guy he is. He's taken 19 sacks in three games. He has the second most... As a team, they have the second most giveaways in the NFL. Eight... And Howell's thrown five interceptions, one behind Jimmy Garoppolo for the National Football League lead. Howell makes mistakes. He puts his teams in bad spots. Feast on that. All right, number two, stop the one thing they do well. And and that's, you know, coincides with something the Eagles have done well this year, which is stop the run. The commanders can run the football. They, they have good backs. And even Howell, I think there is a, uh, you know, look, most people haven't watched much of Sam Howell, and that's understandable. He played at North Carolina, and... You know, he was a fifth-round pick in the NFL. He's only started four games. But I, I think there's a assumption that he can't move. But he, he can. I mean, I would say right now, without actually ranking them, Sam Howell might be one of the top 10 mobile quarterbacks in the NFL right now. He, he moves better than you think he does. So his legs are a part of things. And then certainly they have pretty good backs next to him. Brian Robinson, who we saw here last year, helped hand the Eagles that first loss. Uh, Antonio Gibson. So right now, as a team, they're running for five yards to carry. Um, it's pretty good. You know, they have Howell, who's run for 8.4 yards per carry so far this season. He When he runs, he can go. He's got 14 um, yards per, excuse me, yards per game. He's running for 14 yards per game. So he, he could scramble a little bit. Um, he's, he's a pretty decent rusher so far this season. Brian Robinson has 4.6 yards per carry. He's been clearly their lead back. Antonio Gibson has had five yards of carry in spot duty. So they've run the football pretty well. And that's their strength right now on offense. So if the Eagles continue to do what they've done pretty much all season, which is make teams one-dimensional, shut down the run, be able to stop the pass while stopping the run, which at times was a real problem for them last year. I think the difference this year has been the improvement of Jordan Davis, and it's, it's significant. The fact that Jalen Carter is... Although his, I think he'll make his bones and his strength and his career on rushing the quarterback, he is at least present and solid against the run. Fletcher's always solid against the run. Like they have their, their defensive tackles are solid against the run. Javon Hargrave has been getting a little like you know, in retrospect, flack this week because maybe he wasn't and he just wanted to rush the quarterback. I think when we had Seth Joyner on the midday show this week, he had mentioned something to the effect of, you know, Hargrave was just in a sprinter stance basically when he was out there. He didn't really have any interest in stopping the run. So the Eagles have defensive tackles that are interested in stopping the run. Brandon Graham's always been excellent as an end at stopping the run. Slow down this this commander's running game. Make them in third and you know put them in third and longs. Make them one dimensional. Sam Howell will take sacks. Third and six will become third and fourth and fourteen. 
he will throw interceptions. This is a game where the Eagles defense, the front seven, and the whole defense, you know, the back end making the the interceptions could totally take this game over. They, without a question, could take this game over, slow down that running game, and really don't let this game become what it was last year. Because last year, and I think Heineke was better for the commanders than, than Howell currently is right now because Heineke was smart, he was efficient, he didn't take as many sacks, he converted the, the third and sixes or the third and fours. You know, I, I actually think, I don't know what the commanders are doing, to be honest with you. Right now, I think their best quarterback is Jacoby Brissett. He's on the bench, but he is a smarter. He is obviously more of a veteran. I, I mean, I, they're, they're treating Sam Howell almost as if he was a first-round pick the way we're watching the Bears treat Justin Fields. Like, oh, no, like he's probably bad, but we have no better option, and we just got to let this thing ride out. If we tank, we tank, whatever. We'll just get a better quarterback next year. But, you know, benching Fields doesn't give them any real information on the future. It just help. It, it doesn't do anything. So you might as well just let him play and lose. That's the way the commanders are approaching the Sam Howell thing. I know they won their first two games, but let's be real. They beat the Cardinals barely, and they beat a, a Broncos team who just had 70 dropped on them. They, they really haven't done anything impressive so far in terms of wins and losses. So I actually, I think they're sitting their better quarterback right now, which is... Jacoby Brissett. So make them one-dimensional, take away that run, and I don't think they could beat you. Okay, number three, my third key, my third X factor for Eagles Commanders in week four here, is this is the biggest offensive line test of the season. I saw growth in week three. I saw growth on Monday night against the Bucs. I thought the Eagles offensive line did a good job in that game. Certainly the run game. They're just, they're opening so many holes. I mean, DeAndre Swift, you know, there's a lot of you know, a little fun debate on the midday show this week. Is DeAndre, is it DeAndre Swift? Is it the offensive line? Guys, it's the offensive line. I mean, come on. Some of those plays, you could just drive a truck through there. The offensive line in the run games played well the last two weeks. In the pass protection was really good this past week. Better against Minnesota. Not so good against New England. But this is probably their biggest test of just the front four. You know, New England, best coach and most array of talent across the board, including the young rookie Christian Gonzalez in the secondary. So, that was a really tough test on the road against New England. Minnesota, you know, the, the schemer and the coach, Flores, is, is a mad scientist, but he had not much talent there. That You could see it as the game went on. The Eagles took over. Last week, more talent, pretty good coach. I thought last week was their second biggest test at home, all that, uh, you know, on the road against Todd Bowles and, and that group. And the Eagles handled it well. I thought they protected Jalen Hurts well. They ran the football well. But this, in terms of just the front four, this is their toughest test so far this season, and really particularly for Cam Jurgens, because he's going to see Jonathan Allen and Cameron Payne, who, oh, so Jonathan Payne, Cameron Allen, Jonathan Allen, and Payne for the uh, Washington. I mean, those guys are really, really good players. Uh, Deron Payne, excuse me. Um, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. We're talking about two. You know, we mentioned the Eagles probably have the best young defensive tackle duo in the NFL with Jordan Davis and with with uh, Jalen Carter. They're, I'm not sure they're better today than Allen and Payne are. Now they might get there, um, but these those guys are, are tremendous football players. And so I think it's the biggest test so far for the combination here of of Jurgens on the inside and this offensive line together. I mean, th- th- this is this is a test. Like if Jurgens handles this with flying colors, he he's on his way to being a star guard in the NFL and a star offensive lineman. But this is one where we're going to see how where this offense is in terms of we expect them to be able to run the football, but in pass protection, can they hold up? Can they give Jalen Hurts a clean pocket? And will he take what's there? Will he take what's there? Will he not run out of the pocket? Will he have pocket presence? It's, it, this is a really big test for the offensive line. If they can handle 
Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, this team will, there's no stopping this offense on Sunday. They'll have their game that we've been waiting for. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fourth key to the game, fourth X factor for the Eagles to the Commanders. It's it, Get Jalen Hurts going early. And what I mean by that is, you know, a, a bomb down the field. The passing game has been choppy this season. There's just no other way to say it. I, I, I totally disagree with uh, the majority of people who called in yesterday to the show and, and were saying that the Eagles can win the Super Bowl with this version, the 2023 thus far version of Jalen Hurts. I don't think so. I mean, you look across the board. I mean, look at almost any number you want to look at. Jalen Hurts hasn't played very well yet so far this season. He, he You know, he hasn't. I, I saw Afternoon was doing you know something to the effect of what grade would you give him so far this season? I mean, it's it's no better than a C plus, B minus. If you are being generous, that's that's the kind of play he's had so far this season. He just hasn't played very well, and he's got to play better. And I think as a team, the Eagles have to be more on the same page. No more of those routes where Jalen Hurts throws it one way, and then all of a sudden the other guy's going the other way. I mean, that can't happen. They have to be buttoned up, take your shots down the field. They had a couple they hit last year against the Commanders, and and really they should have won that game, that first game. Second game, excuse me, going away. Let me just quickly give you Jalen Hurts' numbers and why it's got to be a big Hurts game and why he's got to be better. Completion percentage this year, Jalen Hurts is 10th. Okay, yards through three games, Jalen Hurts is 20th. And then they've been up and they ran the ball, so okay. Touchdown passes so far this year, Jalen Hurts is 20th. Interception percentage so far this year, Jalen Hurts is the eighth worst in interception percentage. Okay, success rate this season, Jalen Hurts comes in at 26th. Yards per attempt so far this year, Jalen Hurts comes in at 14th. Yards per completion this year, Jalen Hurts comes in at 22nd. I mean, anywhere we go, it's not it's not where you want it to be. Jalen Hurts is 20th in yards per game. In passer rating this year, Jalen Hurts is 22nd. In QBR this year, Jalen Hurts is 23rd. I mean, I think generously this year, there's, there's at least at least 15 quarterbacks that have played better. So for, just so far this season, I don't think he's the 15th best quarterback in football or 16th. I think he's the top five guy. He's got to get there, and he's going to play better football. And I think getting him in a rhythm early, throwing the ball down the field, less predictable screen passes to Dallas Goddard can get this thing going. I would love to see first possession, you know, bomb to Devontae Smith. Boom, 7 nothing. crowd revved up. Hurts is off to a good start statistically, and it just it flows from there, and the Eagles can really get, get going here. Okay. And my last and final X-Factor key, something I'm looking for for Sunday, Eagles and Commanders, is I want to see some style points. I want to see the Eagles not just beat the Commanders, but beat them badly, put them away, leave no doubt. It, it is fun to say that it's cool to grind out wins and that it, it builds character and all that kind of stuff, but let's let's be honest. That's not really true. I mean, it, it really isn't. Against good teams, Sure. Yeah, I mean, if the Eagles beat the Chiefs on a grinded-out game and it's tight, like the way the Lions have, the way the Lions won week one in Kansas City, that's a grinded-out kind of win where you feel good afterwards if you're a Detroit fan. The Eagles haven't played a single team yet that I think will be in the playoffs when the season ends. Not one. I mean, I think doing, I wouldn't rule out New England totally. They're not totally finished. I, I really like their defense and I still respect Belichick. They could make it as like the seventh seed in the AFC. But that's it. Minnesota's not going to the playoffs. Their season is close to dead. 
Tampa Bay is not going to make the playoffs. That is not a good football team with Baker Mayfield, a quarterback. So the Eagles have grinded their way to wins so far without playing a good team. And now Washington fits that bill too. They're not a good team. They won't be in the playoffs. The first team the Eagles play that I think has a decent shot to make the playoffs or you know, a little bit maybe around the same or above the Patriots is the Rams next week. I don't believe the Jets will be in the playoffs. And then then we'll get to the portion of the schedule where you'll have some playoff teams, a lot of them actually, between Miami and Dallas and Kansas City and Buffalo and San Francisco, all that kind of stuff. But I want to see the Eagles leave no doubt. I want a 35-13 to win, 35-20 to win. I want points on the board with the offense. I want to see the game go from, you know, where it is to a blowout. Let's say it's 14-3 early. Well, tack on. Be aggressive. I want to see the Eagles, in a lot of ways, beat a team like they did last year. Use last year's motivation. This was the team that upset the Eagles as 10.5-point dogs in November on a Monday night game to end the Eagles' undefeated run to start the season. Leave no doubt. So here are the keys. Get get Sam Howell to be himself. Stop the run. O-line's got to show up. Specifically Jurgens' biggest test of the year. Get Jalen going early. I want to bomb to Devontae Smith down the middle of the field early in this game and style points. Put the commanders away in this game. Leave no doubt. Eagles minus the eight and a half is the line over at FanDuel. I'm expecting a blowout. Eagles should win this game going away. If they don't, there's issues we got to talk about. But I think the Eagles will win this game against an overmatched commanders team with a quarterback that's really the second best quarterback on his own team. Everyone, I appreciate listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily, NFL Picks Pod after a winning week. That's coming your way on the feed on WIP Daily this weekend. Thanks for listening. As always, we'll talk soon.